0: Welcome to Living a Sensory Life, a podcast that I've started talking all things sensory. So my name's Becky, I'm the founder of Sensory Spectacle and I've run this podcast to teach you all about sensory processing disorder. We're going to be interviewing people, we're going to be sharing strategies, I'm going to be giving you research and I'm also going to be explaining things to you so that you can help to understand the child or adult you care for or support just that little bit better. So, I wanted to talk this week about difficulties some people with sensory processing disorder may have with washing their hands. So, currently we are um, isolating due to COVID 19 virus, um, and one of the safety precautions for this is to regularly wash our hands with soap or antibacterial gel. <clears throat> now, for many people with sensory processing difficulties, We know that washing their hands can be overwhelming. I know someone in the past has described to me that water feels like pins on their skin, so something that's like stabbing into their skin. Then the soap feels foamy and um, bubbly and very difficult to then get off their hands, which they then have to use more water, which feels spiky. Um, And then drying their hands on a towel feels like sandpaper. So if you know someone who is extremely sensitive to tactile input, it can be really difficult for them to be able to wash their hands. So we've got the tactile experience of the water, the soap or whatever we're using, as well as how we dry our hands. So I wanted to share a little bit more knowledge as to why this might be, but also ways that we can then start to support people a little bit better. So we wash our hands regularly throughout the day. However, currently there's slightly more pressure added to how often we wash our hands to help prevent this virus spreading. And so when we have an added element of stress or pressure, we may feel a certain sensory experience may be overwhelming due to the stress added onto that. So when I wash my hands, um, my hands are wet, I then add soap, so it may be the tactile experience, it may be the uh, proprioceptive, so the physical activity of washing my hands that I might find difficult, so where my hands are, how I push them, how I squeeze them, how I fold them into each other to make sure that they get nice and clean. My understanding and awareness of where my body is in order to be able to move and reposition my hands so that I can move the soap around between my fingers and on my hands. Um, So tactile, proprioceptive, it can also be smell. So it may be the smell of the soap. Um, It might be that they prefer something that's more natural. Or it might be that you can use a smell that's slightly more motivating to them. Now, for other people, it may be the visual element. So when we wash our hands and there's bubbles created, we know that those bubbles are adding extra visual input, which can, again, be overwhelming for some people. So if they're hypersensitive to visual information. Other things that um, we know is that we tend to wash our hands in the bathroom. And when we're in the bathroom that environment tends to have lots of reflective surfaces. So it might be a shiny surface, there might be glass, there may be lighting overhead that's then reflective. So this can be painful for some people who are sensitive, hypersensitive to visual information as well. And so washing their hands, they might physically find difficult because of the them feeling overwhelmed with the way that they're seeing the things around them. So it might be a reflection from the tap or a reflection from a mirror, and that can be disorientating or confusing. And then for other people, it may be the physical pain. So it might be a really, really intense light. And um, we We can have halogen lights in bathrooms. And like I said, these can reflect off surfaces, which can then essentially create a bigger, more intense visual input. So tactile, proprioception, smell, visual, all big ones that play a role in us washing our hands. Now... You and I in our day-to-day lives don't think about all of those um, tiny sensory aspects that are related to certain activities. However, when we're supporting someone with a sensory processing difficulty, it's really important that we do consider them. So first of all, we need to understand and recognize someone's overriding sensory needs. And if you've been on any of my workshops, you'll know what I mean by that. And you'll be able to work that out for yourselves because you've had the training. So you'll be able to observe their sensory characteristics, identify which sensory systems that can relate to, what that means in regards to their sensory processing. So do they have modulation difficulties, discrimination difficulties, motor-based difficulties, They seeking, avoiding as part of that modulation difficulty? Um, Which sensory system does it relate to? And that will then help us to recognise for that particular person what their specific sensory needs are. So, just like all other sensory characteristics, washing our hands, we can't just presume that it's the tactile experience that someone might find difficult. We also have to consider the body awareness, so the how aware are they of that where their body is are they able to close their eyes and touch their nose are they able to reach out for a cup and close their eyes and and then pour it in into their mouth and drink from the cup without needing to see what their arm what their hand is doing would they be able to reach into your bag and pick out your keys without looking for your keys These are all good ways to help us to understand the importance of that proprioceptive information in our everyday lives. So, once we accurately know which sensory system someone may have a processing difficulty with, we can then start to think about well, how can we adapt washing our hands to support those sensory needs? Okay, so if it's tactile, for example, and we know specifically that they find it difficult to feel water. On their skin then maybe try something that's a dry soap so something that you can wash in your hands but you don't have to wash off with water it might be a hand sanitizing gel one that when you rub it into your hands it then just dries itself or it might be a paper soap and so it's a thin sheet of paper that you just rub between your hands and again it disintegrates in your hands so those are some ways that we can support some tactile dif- difficulties, but that's specifically with water. If it's tactile difficulties with the soap, try different types of soap. Try a bar of soap, try um squidgy soap so that then foams up, but also try soap that doesn't foam. So you can buy non-foaming soap. Um, And this may be something that is really supportive. Like I mentioned, it could be that visual element which can be overwhelming. So tactile adaptations for water as well as soap. The other tactile experience you need to consider is how do they dry their hands? So if you've tried a soap that doesn't need your hands to be dried, then perfect. However, if you're using soap and water, and that's what we've been advised, that's the best way for us to keep our hands clean, as with soap and water, we need a towel or something to then dry our hands with. Now, some people are happy drying their hands with a towel, and that tactile experience is okay. Other towels may feel rougher, um, a different kind of texture to the towel. Some people may prefer paper towels, other people may prefer to dry their hands through temperature, so through heat, or by going outside and waving them in the air. So there's still ways that we can dry our hands, whether we can use a towel or not. So those are some ways that we can support the tactile experience. If we're thinking about proprioception, so that's our body awareness, it's our feedback from our joints and our muscles. If someone finds it difficult to feel where their hands are, for example, so they can see them and they can move their hands. However, helping them to meet together, to move around each other, to squeeze um, different parts of their hands so they can properly clean them. It might be a good idea to try some finger waking up exercises before you wash your hands. So things like... playing on a keyboard, a musical keyboard, playing on a computer keyboard as well, so typing your fingers up and down, maybe just drumming on the tabletop but fluttering your fingers along rather than banging them like a drum, fluttering your fingers across, so waking up your fingers and movement. It might be that you play a spider game and you're wiggling your fingers around up and down, Um, it could be that you help By squeezing each finger, so starting down on your palm, just gently squeezing, pushing your palm like a little hand massage, and then working your way up all the fingers. Now they might be able to do this for themselves, or it may be helpful if you do it with them. So just gently squeezing from the bottom of the finger to the top, just run along all of the fingers. And that can be a really quick way to wake up someone's fingers. Then when they squeeze the soap on their hands or they use the bar of soap, they are more aware. They've woken up where their fingers are, so they're more aware of where that part of their body is. So then they can wash their hands and they can feel where their fingers are, where their palm is, so that they can properly keep their hands clean. So that's some tactile ways. Proprioception, try waking up those fingers before you wash your hands um visual i mentioned try try soap that doesn't um foam so for people who are hypersensitive to all of that complexity from from foaming bubbles um, and the reflections that it might have try soap that doesn't foam um, otherwise if it's the environment and the the intense visual input from the mirrors or the lighting try washing your hands in different environments different rooms so the kitchen may be better or you might be able to find a bucket and use a bucket in a different room so we don't have to wash our hands in the bathroom if it is that we know someone is hypersensitive to visual information and it's those bright lights that might cause a physical pain take it out of that environment and you do it in a different environment and the other um, sensory aspect I mentioned was smell. So, like I said, try natural smells, so soaps that smell of natural ingredients. Um, otherwise, try scent-free soaps um, of different consistencies. You can get bars, you can get um, liquid soap, whatever it might be. Try a scent that um, is is more calming, more natural, more neutral for that person. What they find um, more pleasant, and that will vary from person to person. So a smell that you like may be very different to the person. The smell that the person you support likes. Okay, so maybe. Bring some home, ask them to smell them, ask them to choose. Otherwise, you can think about if they're old enough, can they chew chewing gum while they're washing their hands? That can then help to override the external scent. Um, Can they suck on something um, fruity? Um, Just to help them with the other smell element. Um, we have to be really careful with our sense of sm- smell because we know that it's processed in a different part of our brain, which is where we also process emotions. So if we have a negative experience to um, soap, for example, because of the smell, then it may well be that person ha- han- then associates a negative experience to washing their hands, which can then mean it can become really difficult to um, encourage this regularly throughout their day. So try as many ways as possible that you can introduce um, smells in a positive way. Now, some other ways that you can um, incorporate hand washing into your daily routine is, like I mentioned earlier, buckets, having different activities um, associated with you know, water or with cloths, you can dampen a cloth with soap and just rub that between your hands and your fingers. It doesn't have to be the traditional washing our hands. Now we do need to make sure that we scrub our hands properly, and um, so there's guidance for that on the NHS website or on your um local health site, um, whichever country you're in. So do make sure you have a look at that. But otherwise I wanted to post this video because when we're um, thinking about supporting sensory needs, it's really, really important that we do uh, relate this back to the person that we're supporting. Now, I know I mentioned um, recording this video. I'm not recording a video. This is a podcast. Um, However, I will be doing a video as well with some tips and tricks on some of these strategies that I've just suggested okay so keep an eye out for that you'll find it either well you'll find it on Facebook you'll find it on YouTube on our YouTube channel and you'll also find it on Twitter and Instagram so if you are struggling to try and find new ways to support someone to wash their hands then do keep an eye out for that video otherwise when we're thinking about staying healthy staying safe Um, we might be self-isolating at home follow the guidelines so try washing your hands regularly it may be with soap it may be using a towel it may be using paper soap it might be using alcohol gel whatever suits the sensory needs of the person that you support other things that we might need inspiration and support with is if you are now providing education because of self-isolation or the school is closed or maybe you are supporting someone in their home or in their setting and you're trying to find ways that you can entertain and um, engage with that person inside i've created a four-week activity planner which you can find on my website it's absolutely free you can find it by logging in so in the top right hand corner On a mobile browser or on a desktop browser, you'll see either the word log in or in the drop down menu, you'll see the word log in on mobile mobile, uh, view. When you've logged in, created an account, it's absolutely free. um, You will then click on that drop down again and right at the bottom, you will see a heading that says four week activity planner. If you click on there, you'll find a download of the planner. Now, you don't have to do every activity in the order that I've put it on the planner. I've just given you 28 different activities that you could try, you could do, you could explore. It might be that you love one, and so you repeat that every week. Um, Today I posted out a live video on Facebook making dough with lots of people, that's a great activity for waking up our hands, so we're just talking about washing our hands and waking up our fingers for that, Um, but also that proprioceptive, that squeeze, that need for that intense joint and muscle input, Um, but also you can stimulate so many other senses with dough making as well. I've identified which sensory systems it can actively support on the planner as well to help guide you. And there will also be downloads to give you the recipes or the plans or the ideas that for that particular activity. So have a look at it. It's on the, my website, so sensoryspectacle.co.uk. It's absolutely free. just need to log into your account and then scroll to the bottom of the drop-down menu and you'll see four-week activity planner. Click on that link and a new page will open with the planner and the download links. So I'm here to support you through the next few weeks or months, however long we are um, trying to stay healthy. If you have any specific questions relating to hand washing please do contact me via any of my social media channels or through my website. I hope that's been helpful. I will be back again next week with some more information about how we can accurately recognise and understand characteristics relating to sensory processing difficulties. So I'll be back next week. Take care. This podcast was brought to you by Sensory Spectacle. You can find out more about our immersive training and workshops on our website, SensorySpectacle.co.uk. We educate about and create awareness of sensory processing disorder internationally. We travel the world helping parents and professionals to understand specific characteristics relating to sensory processing needs. On our website, you'll find books, sensory support items, classroom resources, as well as information about our trainings. If you have any questions, please do get in touch. We love to hear from you, but otherwise, thanks for listening.